1: said the hand of God was upon me oh God as we lay our hands upon our hands we pray that you would lay your hand upon our hands and that today there would be a breaking forth of a fresh grace there will be a breaking forth of a new anointing let your power flow through every life here in the name of our Lord Jesus Let the anointing begin to break every yoke and remove every limitation and restriction in the name of our Lord Jesus. You said that the yoke shall be broken by reason of the anointing. Let the yoke of sickness, of disease, of fear, of timidity, of intimidation be broken in the name of our Lord Jesus. We loose a fresh grace upon your people. We release the power of the Almighty God. Heal the sick, O God. Deliver the oppressed. Them. Stare up fresh passion. Release your authority over us. Let it be said that the Lord visited his people. Let it be known that Jehovah walked in the midst of his people. Release your angels, O God. Today, Lord, we ask for your power. We ask for the manifestation of your grace. We ask for the manifestation of your glory. Work a work. Work a mighty work. Open almighty God the heavens. Cause uh, the east wind to blow and uncover ways we did not even know existed. Father, it is you who makes a way where there is no way. Make a way for your children in the name of our lord jesus but who is it that speaks and it comes to pass when the lord has not spoken today we speak your word of deliverance we speak your word of power we speak your word of authority over your children over this house in the name of our lord jesus we thank you for great things you will do in every life here in every family every marriage every business father today we know that it's a day of breakthrough. You have started the work. Your hand has been stretched out and cannot be returned. And today we bless you. Now lift your hand and bless him. Lift your hand and bless him. Say, Lord, this is the day of my visitation. This is the day you pour out your spirit upon me. Father, today I know that heaven is open over my life. Today I believe that you have begun Something new in my life. I step into a season of increase. I step into a season of enlargement. I move with acceleration. I move with speed. I move with increased capacity. Your hand is upon me. Your grace is around me. I feel propelled by your spirit. My God, my God, this day is the day of favor. I step into favor today I am commissioned I move I step into that season where no limitations shall hold me back in the name of our Lord Jesus come on someone give God praise someone give God praise someone give God praise praise. come on give God praise are there any believers are there any believers you believe that God has begun to do something in your life. Lift one hand and say, Lord, I believe. I am a believer. I believe in the grace. I believe in the power that you've released upon my life. My life will never be the same again. Come on, give God praise. Someone shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory!
2: Glory!
1: Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, receive your healing this morning. Receive the outpouring of God's Spirit. Receive deliverance. Break out of oppression. Shake up yourself this morning. I want you to jump up and down. Do something radical. Make some noise. Express your faith in a different way. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we believe you for mighty things. Sir. We believe you for great things. Sir. We believe you for fresh anointing. You are taking us somewhere we have not seen before. And this is the beginning. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think God has begun to do something remember the woman with the issue of blood she came from behind remember Jesus was heading somewhere Jesus young man powerful moving quickly 12 strong apostles moving with them moving with him in his entourage and this woman sick weak fearful hungry it was against the law to touch a man was against the religious instructions to be bleeding and touch people yet against the culture of the day, against the legal restrictions against the religious restrictions she caught up, somehow she caught up she caught up with this crowd of strong men and touched Jesus said, who touched me? can you imagine that the son of God was asking who he was that touched me Peter said, what do you mean who touched you? Can't you see a crowd? He said, that touch was different. That touch was different. It was a touch of faith. It was a touch that pulled something out of me. Can you, that means you, I can be here in front and you're at the back and something is happening to you. God is touching you and we don't even know about it. Oh, may your faith rise up to a new level of operation in the name of our Lord Jesus. Come on lift your voice and say I'm stepping out in faith I'm stepping out in power I'm stepping out in authority I'm entering a new season I touched the hem of his garment I touched the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary Hallelujah may please be seated for a few moments. I was saying yesterday that it's always a privilege for me to come to the Father's house because I am sure that there would be an atmosphere of worship. I know that the presence of God will be here. I know that there will be a resident grace in the house. And so I celebrate the Father's church for the mantle that God has placed over this something over this house. And we celebrate the man of God and the woman of God and the team that God is using in this place. i want to commend the faithful leaders as well many times we commend the pastor the pastor's wife nothing as painful as a leader like moses going to the mountain and then you come back and there are your leaders dancing around a golden calf so i celebrate the men and women of god here so where where are the leaders leaders please stand where are the pastors and the ministers please stand so we can honor you We celebrate your faithfulness your sacrifice your strength may the Lord reward you see the Bible says whoever puts his hands on the plow and looks back is not fit you will never look back God will strengthen you continually God will enable you to complete what he has started in your lives may his grace abound over your life and may he bless you beyond your wildest dreams may he honor you and may he raise people to serve you even as you've served in ministry you're blessed with the blessing of God You're blessed with God's favor. You're blessed with God's anointing. May his anointing rest upon you. May it break forth upon you. May a new mantle come upon you. May he strengthen you as you come into this new season. May you finish 2018 strong and enter 2019 with courage and boldness to even do more for the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. I also want to celebrate the musicians, you know. These are people who day after day, they're rehearsing, they're practicing. Please rise, let's celebrate you. The people who lead us into God's presence, may the anointing rest upon you as well. May you guys minister, may you minister and heaven will continually be open over the people over whom you minister. May your anointing increase as well. Come on, let's let's clap for them, let's clap for them. Know what it means to rehearse two three times every week not wear your own clothes and just in the sanctuary serving. Hallelujah Can you please be seated. Well we celebrate everyone else here. I mean if you came here at midnight the place would be empty. it's a building. Church is really the people and whatever we say about the church we're saying about the people, this is a powerful church it means that you are powerful people. This is a church that loves, means you carry the love of God. So we're, we're talking about commission, and yesterday we were here to commission first of all, Pastor Ken and his wife, and um, we were praying a fresh grace up, upon their lives. We, we feel that after this conference, this will be a different conference. This is a conference that will propel us into something. And Apostle uh, being, we want to thank God for your life. Thank you for being consistent in your calling. Thank you for standing to do exactly what God has called you. And we're praying for you as well, that there will be a multiplication of that grace that you carry. And uh, we we'll pray that God will you know, open more doors for you, not just in this city, but beyond the city. You know how it says about Peter, the door, the the city gates opened on its own accounts. I just see city gates opening. I just see favor. You, You wouldn't even have to struggle for the doors God will open in the next season. It's like the Lord was speaking about this. I mean, we, we, could have, we could have pushed this a few years ago. It wasn't timing, but all of a sudden, He just keyed in the Spirit. Not because we didn't want to do this, but because the timing was just right. So we, we thank God for what He's doing. So God is removing some things and bringing other things. And uh, we welcome you into the leadership, as it were, of this house, to speak, in a way, over this house, and to be a custodian of the grace that rests upon this house. Thank you very much. Okay, today we would. Today we want to commission the the house, in a in a way. But I want to continue from where we left yesterday. So please turn with me to Acts chapter one. And I'm just going to continue from what Pastor Ken, as I, as you were introducing me there, Pastor Ike, as you were introducing me, I was saying, please. I was saying, please don't preach my message because you're beginning to preach the, whole, you know, what I was going to talk about. Simply <laughs> let him get off. I don't have any other message. <laughs> so Acts chapter one, from verse twelve. Yesterday we were talking about Jesus' last instructions before he ascended. And then so today I want to take it from what happened after his ascension. And Acts chapter 1 verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. When they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples all together, about a hundred and twenty. It's interesting to note that when Jesus rose from the dead before he resurrected, he appeared to quite a few people. In fact, if you read 1 Corinthians 15, I think verse 8, Paul was saying, he appeared to Peter, he appeared to me, oh yeah, and he said he appeared to about 500 people. First yeah, Corinthians 15:8. He said, "Look at the NLT version." He said he was seen by over he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time. Most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Now we don't know what happened to the remaining 380. But we know that one twenty had gathered in the upper room. Jesus had said to them, I want you to tarry in Jerusalem until you were endued with power from on high. And that's my prayer today that each person, each person, you know, sometimes the danger of a house Where you have a strong, where you have strong leadership, you have strong apostles, strong teaching. Is that I mean the the worship today was so powerful. What happens is you, you can come into that anointing and enjoy it, and then you can live the same way. So my prayer is that each person. Will tap into a grace. So I want you to pray. Today. That the heavens. Would open over your life. Over your life. Let's pray that prayer together. Just lift your head to heaven. Just lift your head. And say father. Open the heavens. Over my life. She, when heaven, when the heavens open over a a man or a woman, it's like there's something, there's favor. It's like something carries you. It's like you lift your voice, prayers are answered. Like there's you, you carry a personal open heaven around with you. That's my prayer for someone. Let's break together. It's like things just begin to line up. There's protection, there's preservation. Wherever you go, you carry a presence, you carry a power because the heavens have opened. And so, Lord, we gather in the upper room this morning. Lord, we need healing. Let your healing power. Let your touch be felt. Oh God, we just do not want another meeting. We want an encounter with you today. Oh God, come and restore homes, restore marriages. Remember our children, preserve them. Remember our singles who desire to get married. Remember those going through some affliction. Oh God, hear our cry. Hear the cry of our... Father, open your heavens over me.
2: Father, open your heavens
1: over me. Open him. Let me have some of music, these musicians, please. Oh, open him. Lift your head, just lift your head. Just lift your head to God. Father, open your heavens over me. Father, open your heavens over me. We wait upon you, Lord. Open heaven. Joy. and so these 120 people continue the bible says in verse 14 it's one accord in prayer and supplication years ago i had the privilege to go on one of those um, tours to israel and um, on our program, we, we went to Lazarus's tomb. I mean, it wasn't the exact Lazarus's tomb, but they took us to a place that was Lazarus's tomb. We went to Mount Carmel. We went to the Sea of Tiberias. But I remember one place I had a great experience was an upper room experience. They gave us, uh, they took us to a place that the 120 could have gathered, you know. And, um, it was such an amazing experience because when we prayed there, God poured out his Spirit upon us and gave me, gave, me a, uh, gave me a vision of that time. But in Acts chapter 2, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were seated and they appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance and they were dwelling in jerusalem Jews devout men from every nation under heaven and when this sound occurred the multitude came together they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene visitors from Rome both Jews and proselytes Cretans and Arabs we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful words of God so they're all amazed and perplexed saying one to another what could this mean I want to take you back today to Jerusalem at the time that the church was born. I want to take you back to the beginning of the outpouring of the Spirit of God upon the church. I want to take you back to a time where God released His hand upon the church. Until then, It was the disciples who carried the grace to work the works of God. But as Jesus ascended, he said to them, I want you to tarry. I want you to wait upon me. So they waited on God and they prayed and they worshipped. And the Bible says, On the day of Pentecost, we have to understand that the Jews were very religious people. From the old testament times they had many feasts and there were very three very important feasts to them there was the passover there was a pentecost there was tabernacles but of all the feasts the one where they celebrated the most was the pentecost so sometimes we read acts we read acts 2 and we assume that what happened in there was Pentecost. No, Pentecost was a feast. It was like their Christmas holiday. Like many of us would travel to the village at Christmas. And at that time, the Jews had dispersed all over the world. So, at Pentecost, they came back so that Jerusalem was full. People were everywhere celebrating, eating, drinking, having a good time. So, meanwhile, 120 had gathered where? In the upper room. But what was happening on the streets was people rejoicing, the Jews, from all parts of the world. They came from Mesopotamia, from Judea, from Cappadocia. There were Arabs with their beards. There were Africans. People came from everywhere celebrating Pentecost. While they were celebrating on the street, 120 men and women had gathered in the opera room, and the Bible says, all of a sudden there was a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. Something must have been happening. Remember, they were praying, and people were on the streets. Now, when you study that scripture, it says there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. My interpretation was God permitted them to hear him coming down to the earth. The Bible says he walks upon the wind of the wind. He makes his clouds, his chariot. So there was this mighty rushing wind of God coming into the upper room. And everyone heard it in Jerusalem. So two things happened. That sound was heard and next thing, a fire, it looked like a fire began to fall on each of those people who had gathered in the upper room. And all of a sudden, they began to speak in tongues, something happened, something came upon them. Please look at the story. a song from heaven like a mighty russian wind which people could hear in jerusalem then it filled the house where they were next thing a fire came upon them the holy spirit came upon them like a fire you know john the baptist said something he said says there's one that's coming after me he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire many of us have experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost but we have not experienced the baptism of the fire one of the emblems of the Holy Spirit is that he comes like a fire fire Blazes fire burns fire ignites. When Jesus spoke, He said, I've come to send a fire. How did God appear to Moses? A burning bush. The Bible says, God Himself is a consuming fire. The sound says, he makes his ministers a flame of fire. Oh, may God set you ablaze today. May the fire of God come upon us here today. So, 120 men and women were in the upper room, praying. God comes down. A fire comes upon them an anointing comes upon them a power is released upon them and all of a sudden they have utterance they begin to pray in tongues they begin to declare some things please follow me on this story. the story bible says these in verse five these men these jews from every nation under heaven then they came, when they heard. But let me ask you a question. Did the Jews enter into the upper room? Or did the disciples come down on the streets? there was a crowd remember Peter preached and how many were saved 5,000 there was no how that 5,000 men and women could have fitted into the upper so that something must have happened in between the preaching or in between the outpouring and the preaching so there's 120 men and women in the upper room. The fire comes down. The power comes down. The anointing comes down. But the people on the streets, they heard the sound, but they did not see the fire. They did not see the anointing. The anointing is happening in a locked upper room somewhere and remember at this time Jesus had just died a few weeks earlier there was tension in the city so the disciples were sort of afraid but somehow something happened in the upper room and then they came to the streets where there were people from all over the world Who then heard them? They were amazed and said, Are not these who speak Galileans? How come we can hear them speak in our tongues? Why did God wait for the day of Pentecost to pour out his spirit? Let me explain it. And you see where i'm going today and the assignment god has for this church and why i want to pray for your healing your wholeness your strength and your empowerment and praying that god will strengthen someone heal someone empower someone so they can be adequately commissioned god was waiting for the right time to pour out his spirit was waiting for the appropriate conditions to release the fire what was the condition Christmas when Jerusalem would be full when all the nations would be gathered so that the church was born in the context where God wanted to speak to the nations God wanted to say something to the world God wanted to say something to the Parthians, the Medes, the Elamites, the dwellers in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Phrygia, Asia. He wanted to talk to the ethnos, he wanted to talk to the nations, he wanted to speak, he wanted to declare something, so he waited, he waited, and when he saw that the conditions were right, that men from every nation under heaven had gathered, he says now is the time, so that the church was born in a context where God was saying, "The." are waiting for you, the world is waiting for you, that's why Jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel so what am I saying today that God had something in mind the outpouring of his spirit the anointing the fire, the power, was not for the upper room. He was brought in the church. He was saying, I will do a new thing. He had told the disciples, if I go, I will send you the Holy Spirit. But there was a time into it. He waited for the nations to be gathered so that the first time the church came down from the upper room. What it confronted were the nation. The first time church came down from the upper room, it saw society, it saw government, it saw culture. And when you look at the word world, when Jesus said, go into the world, he was saying, not just geographical, go into the world of mechanics, go into the world of nurses, go into the world of teachers, go into the world of of politicians going to the world of drug addicts the church did not end in the upper room so you cannot talk about church and not talk about the nations you cannot talk about church and not talk about the real world you cannot talk about church and not talk about people groupings so that the manifestation of the church is in the real world is anyone listening to me today you cannot talk about church and not impact the ethnos, the nations of the world. You cannot talk about church and not talk about the economy, talk about business, about education, about social reform. There's no such thing as a church locked up in an opera room. Sometimes people come into church and say, I feel the presence. And someone goes like that and say, that's the anointing. No, that's a twitch. The anointing is the divine empowerment to speak to the nations. No such thing as church that gathers in a building. Church is not a building. Church is the people. The 120 actually left the upper room and came to the streets. What am I saying today? That the church was born in the context where God was saying society is waiting to hear your voice you've got to impact education you've got to impact business the, the nation the, the nation of fashion is waiting today I, I don't want to preach for too long I'm trying to bring a commission in to this house. I'm sure you can see where I'm going. I'm trying to do what's in the heart of the pastor today. so that we as the people of God, must break out of the upper room mentality. Do we need the upper room? Absolutely. What is the upper room? It is the place where the Holy Spirit comes place where like today and believing that there's a fire that's going to come over you and believing an anointing is going to be, there's something in the air already, there's something here it is the oil of the Holy Spirit falling upon someone Father's church the nations are waiting for you please tell someone The nations are waiting for you. That's why Jesus said that you shall receive power and then impact those in Jerusalem. But don't even wait for all of Jerusalem. Move into Judea, then move into Samaria, then move into the ends of the world. And God was giving them an example by bringing the nations. Jerusalem, so that today millions of Christians gather every Sunday, thousands of churches in an upper room, and all they're asking for is to live in the upper room more of the anointing, more of the power. And God is saying, But what do you need it for? Go back to the original pattern. And see why I anointed the church. See why I poured out the fire. Man of God, that's why we are saying to you yesterday, and I've said it for the past few years, that God, there's a grace of the pastor, and it's a powerful grace. The pastor teaches, shepherds notches, but the apostle is the sent one. And today, God is sending us to the nations. He's sending us to cultures. He's sending us to society. So there was a sound from heaven. There was an anointing. There was a fire. And the nations were attracted. Every, everybody came. But the Bible says, and they were amazed they were amazed they said what do, what does this mean what does it mean to be amazed to be surprised they marveled they said look i I'm not this who speak Galileans how come we can hear them declare in our la- next verse please how come we can hear them declare in our language How come we can hear what they are saying what was it that surprised the the people from Mesopotamia from Cappadocia from Libya from Cyrene it wasn't the fire it wasn't the goosebumps it wasn't even the singing sometimes we're waiting for the world to be amazed with our singing no it wasn't the building. It wasn't the other room. What was it that surprised them? What was it that amazed them? It was that they could hear. They said, ah. they were responding to an amazement. What surprised them was not the wind. What surprised them was not the fire. What surprised them was not the anointing. The impact of the 120. Was that they were speaking to nations, that's why they were saying, Ah, how, how come they can communicate? How come they can speak the language of the world? That's what the anointing I, I I pray that you would understand this message today. What brought amazement was the capacity for the 120 to communicate in a language that the world could understand that's the new commissioning i want to release upon this house today that men came from all over the world different backgrounds different styles different languages yet the 120 had the power to speak oh may God give you language today may God give you the ability to communicate may your business begin to explode may your marriage begin to speak may your children so people say oh you said to someone oh I'm a Christian I go to church I clap and dance that doesn't show that you are a Christian let us see the impact in your life let's see that your children are strong let's see that your marriage is working let us see how you carry yourself let's see how you step into an environment let us see how around you is the glory of god that's what makes you a christian not that you go to church is anyone hearing what i'm saying today so that father's church is switching and I'm praying that people will come along with us as we move into this new dimension, where the world will look at us and say, "Wow, wow! How come you guys can speak to culture? How come you can? S- what is the world? What do the poor want to hear? What do the uh, what do the area boys? What what do the destitutes want to hear? What do the politicians want to hear? A church that has the power." To speak the wonderful works of God next verse says we hear them speak the wonderful works of God next verse please we hear them this next verse we hear them speak they declaring the wonderful works of God verse 11 the 120 found relevance in the nation to the man on the street the evidence of your fire the evidence of your anointing is that you are relevant you are impacting something to the man of the streets the evidence that God is with you is your ability to communicate so God was saying, I need a church that can touch the nations. I need a church that can influence the world. I need a church that has impact on the poor. I need a church that can meet the needs on the streets. The one the, the nations did not come to the opera room. Now, at some point, God will bring them to the upper room to impact them for further outreach in the world. So that church is not the place we go to, it's the place, as you said, we go from to speak to the world. So it's not what the gathered congregation does on Sunday that's that important, it's what the scattered congregation will do Monday through Saturday church that God is looking for. Have you wondered why many people are getting tired of church? People are getting bored. It's like we are now even dragging people into church. It's simple. Jesus said we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. But when salt loses its savor, what is it for? Cast brown and the nations trample upon it. Once the nations begin to trample upon the salt, it has lost its taste. Once people begin to castigate the... See, there is a demonic attack that we are called to battle. But when the world finds the church irrelevant, we have lost the savor and we must go back to what we call recalibration we've got to go back to the original pattern that God gave us on the day of Pentecost listen people I want to pray for the anointing we need the anointing honestly we need the power we need the fire but to what purpose to what purpose It's to make an impact. If I was to speak at the third meeting, my number three was to see how eventually... Now listen, that's part three of my message. Eventually, Stephen had to die. There had to be problems in the church for God to push them out. Because he told them Jerusalem Judea, Samaria, but they stayed just in Jerusalem. They were happy with Jerusalem. Everything was Jerusalem. If you read the Bible, it says, the persecution that arose concerning Stephen's death took them to Judea and Samaria. When we chose commission, I said to the Lord, pray, they understand what it means to be commissioned, really. Today, people are tired of signboards. They're tired of billboards. Honestly, I can't preach this message in every house because I want to leave a house feeling that the people have been blessed. But people are tired. And because they're tired, we're now looking for ways to hold them together. is a pattern we've got to go back to the pattern so that the upper room is not the sound of the wind it's not the sound of the fire and stay even in many upper rooms what do we see religion hypocrisy tradition things that have no purpose to the church please ask someone what language are you speaking ask them what language are you speaking So it doesn't matter what nation, what situation, what culture, what vocation, the church must speak to it. We might not speak to all in one church. To whom are you speaking as an individual? For some people, as far as they're concerned, God is just to be used. I usually say beyond your moment of incapacitation, you need to reach out to someone worse off than yourself. Who are you speaking to? Are you speaking to the physically challenged? Are you speaking to nannies? Are you speaking to politicians? Are you speaking to media? Are you speaking the message of technology? 90% of young people wake up and reach for a phone and feed their minds with negativity are we speaking to technology are we speaking into the government as I begin to close I want to say to you something happened in the opera room and believe me there's anything you need today is that fire but can people tell in your office that you carry the fire Can they tell in your office that you carry the power? Let me close on verse 7. Then they were amazed and marveled. They said, Look, are not all of these who speak. Galileans. In those days, to be a Galilean was derogatory. Please, what are the worst parts of the city? Is to say that person from Pape or from Nyaya, one of these terrible areas of Abuja. That means you were provincial, you were uneducated, you were limited. To be a Galilean meant you had limitations you were incapable of breaking out from. To be a Galilean meant there were restrictions, whether economic, social, racial, or cultural. To be a Galilean spoke about something holding you back, something holding you down. They said, are not all these who speak Galileans? How come we can hear? How come we can hear Galileans so that us, the 120 came down from the upper room something was being broken of them as they came down from the upper room limitations placed over them were being removed the boundaries around them were being smashed up completely the mental limits of the Galilean was being removed the yokes that the world had placed today there's a breaking out of your galilean position i said there's a breaking out your Galilean position there's a smashing of every limitation around you there's no such thing as church without the breaking of Galilean position I decree every yoke around you is being broken in the name of the Lord Jesus you are coming out of your Galilean position you're coming out of those things that are holding you back I stand up I stand up as an apostle and I decree that you are coming out of your limitation in the name of our Lord Jesus you're coming out of your restriction in the name of our Lord Jesus everything that they have said about you that's negative is coming down in the name of our Lord Jesus this is the hour of deliverance you are breaking out of small-mindedness you are breaking out of unbelief i decree that god has not given you a spirit of fear but love power and a sound mind the time has come for you to arise and shine the time has come for you to move into a new season of enlargement it's time for you to lift your wings and fly it is time for you to move Can I hear someone make some noise here today? I said there must be no limitations in your life any longer. There's no such thing as church without coming out of Galilean position. You are not a Galilean. You are a child of God. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. You are your son of God. You are the bride of Christ. You are a mountain. God is waiting for you to step into something strong. If you believe it, make some noise this morning. Come on Father's Church, you are too quiet. Someone shout hallelujah. Someone shout hallelujah. I prophesy to someone every limitation placed on you by your family is being broken. Everything the enemy has spoken to cage you, to limit you, to box you, to manipulate you. It's been broken. Shake your hands. Shake your hands and free yourself. Today is the day of your deliverance. The world is waiting for you. The angels are waiting for you. The Holy Spirit has been given to you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? It is time for you to fly. It is time for you to fly. Listen, we've got to end 2018 stronger. And we've got to enter 2019 full of courage and boldness. God is waiting for someone. I said God is waiting for you. Some people are waiting for God. But God is saying the nations are waiting. Wealth is waiting. Marriage is waiting. You've got to break out. I say you've got to listen, lift your wings and fly. <laughs> lift your wings and fly. Remember, remember what Martin Martin Luther said? He said it's time to fly. But if you cannot fly, can you please run? if you cannot run can you please walk if you cannot walk can you crawl whatever you do move god i want you to beat five people tell them if you can it's time to fly if you cannot fly run if you cannot run walk if you cannot walk crawl whatever you do push them and say move 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 Push them and say, Move,
2: move, 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 Hey, 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 now. hey,
1: hey, 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 moment you begin to move limitations will be broken the moment you begin to step out galilean will be destroyed but you've got you have to come down from the upper room and begin to speak the language of the streets listen go and tell five more people god is waiting number one number two i need I need i need the trumpet Get fight more people. God is waiting. God is waiting. God is waiting. We step out of Galilee. We step out of Galilee. We step out of Galilee. I say to you, today, Galilean must go out in the name of our Lord Jesus. No oppression will stand over your life. I said no, no curse, no curse will stand over your life. No divination can work. Every curse is being broken. Every limitation is being destroyed. You are free. You are a child. Come on, come on, your liberty! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's time to enter a realm called impossible. I say it's time to enter a realm called impossible. Say yes, say yes. People around you must look at you and say, Is this not Galilean? That means you are normal but you are powerful, you're ordinary, but you're unshakable. And they say, ah what what is it you're doing tell them it's the holy ghost uh, it's the holy ghost upon me hey! hallelujah we're normal we are powerful we're breaking up our mentalities we're stepping into something strong then let people ask Where is Who, who? Who's your leader? Who's your pastor? Come and show me where you're getting this energy, this drive. This, why are you looking so good? Why are you looking so youthful? Why are you looking so powerful? Why are you full of positivity? That's church. I said, That's church. You are church. You are church. Please remind three people you are the church. go back to that verse 11. and what were they declaring they were declaring the, the wonderful works the original word there says they were declaring the grand works of god they were declaring the mighty works of god they were amazed because what they were communicating was powerful the beautiful works of god the compassionate works of god the loving works of god majestic works of God so that look at the spirit that was in the early church it made them declare God in such a grand way they had a conviction They were witnesses something had happened I was saying yesterday that Jesus there were rumors around his birth that he was supposed to maybe his mother had an affair because the Jews asked him they said we know who our father is we are unsure of who your father is your background is questionable you're just is this not the carpenter's son and then he died as a common criminal crucified between two criminals and yet, this same 120 men turned the world upside down. How were they able to convince the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Essenes, the zealots that that man who died on the cross, the Son of God, something had been broken, something had been removed? May every yoke over your life be removed today, in the name of our Lord Jesus. May you begin to communicate God in a grand way. They had a conviction, they had utterance, they had strength, they had capacity, they had inspiration. It wasn't a small utterance, it wasn't a little church utterance.
0: we speak in tongues. We can't even hear your tongues.
1: someone said these days when people speak in tongues like shubi dobi shubi dobi do shubi do shubi on untie my bow. And then the demons will be laughing. <coughs> shubi shubi shubi. Have you heard? We're talking about the. Have you heard about the Japanese tongues? Suzuki 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 Honda. So I. The point is they were declaring what? The wonderful works the grand works the majestic works the powerful works your authoritative works of god i release something into your life today you would walk out of here and begin to explode in every dimension oh raise your hand to god raise your hand to god i prophesy to you today that what came upon those men and women on that day it brought authority it brought boldness it brought courage the 120 stepped out if you are here today oh, lift your eyes to heaven I say there is a spirit coming on the inside of you that will make you bigger than your circumstance there's something happening to you today that will make you larger than the limitations around you there is a grandeur on your inside there is a strength in your inside that's coming from today I decree you can no longer talk about a small God you will no longer talk about a small God you will no longer talk about a little kingdom something on your inside will make you want to conquer I decree that you are more than a conqueror through him who loves you greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world the life of god is in you god wants you to rise up god wants you to conquer listen you are bigger on the inside than everything on the outside all of heaven dwells in you god's grace is at work in you god's power is at work in you god is waiting for you strength is on your inside so today you need to rise up and be healed you need to rise up and be delivered you need to break out of those things that have caged you for so long because there's faith for exploits the bible says the people who know their god shall be stronger the people who understand the ways of god shall be strong and they shall do exploits see what has happened for so long is that people they know the person of God but beyond the person of God you've got to understand that there is the principle of God. You've got to understand that there is a plan of God you need to understand that there is a purpose of God. You need to know that God wants to do something beyond you knowing him and his plan is that you step out. So it is they who know they know the person. They know the purpose they know the principle. They know the plan. They are unstoppable. Oh may you be unstoppable in this season May the hand of God, may the hand of God keep you. May the hand of God strengthen you. May the hand of God elevate you. This is your time. I said, This is your time. You are unstoppable. Listen, today I don't need to lay hands on anyone. The spirit of God is pouring out a fire upon you. Raise your voice and say, I receive it. I receive it. Say I receive it. Someone make some noise. Someone make some noise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Listen. What's the best time of a service? Let me ask you. What is the best time of a service? What's the best time of a service? Tell me. Some say praise and worship. It's not the praise and worship. Oh, it's special. There's no special number in the Bible. Believe me. I've searched. There's no special number in the Bible. Oh, the word, yeah, the word is powerful. But let me tell you, the best part of a service is when we share the grace. Alleluia. And they open the doors. Alleluia. Hey! Alleluia. Rahab, Rahab told the spies 40 years ago, we were afraid of you. We are surprised you guys did not take us on. We're surprised you are hiding. We were surprised you we were fearful the malachites are waiting to be destroyed by you let me close with a scripture let me tell you why god is so keen on what we're talking about today i want to close with numbers Let me close with Numbers 14. Numbers 14, 26. Let me explain to you why God is so keen that we key into his plan. In the NLT version, remember the same principle. God had sent twelve men to do an inventory to see how they would take the land. They came back timid they said we were like grasshoppers it's better to hide in the church they said they were giants they said we saw the bearded men from Crete and the Arabians we saw the dwellers in Mesopotamia and Judea and we couldn't speak to them and God was saying my goodness There was David, there was Saul, there was Eliab, there was the Philistines, there was Goliath. Israelites were crying, oh God, where is God? Where is God? Oh God, where are you? God himself was praying, oh God, where is David? The Lord said to Moses and Aaron. How long must I put up with this wicked community? See, the Bible called the Israelites, the church in the wilderness. They are a template. And the book of Joshua mirrors what we're supposed to do as Christians. How long will I put up with this wicked community and these complaints about me? All they said was, we cannot take the land. The politicians are too much trouble. Business is too difficult. Nothing happens at the weekend you know, in Mapucha or You know how people give reasons for something not working? He said, "He's complaining about him. And another thing they were saying, they were saying, if we go in there with our children, they told Moses, our kids may die because those giants are strong. He said, I have heard the complaints. Listen, each time you say something is not possible. Do you know that I tell people, Doctors are not God. Whenever a doctor says there's nothing we can do, lift your hand and say you are not God. Because where medicine ends, God just takes over. Doctors can care, but healing comes from God. I have heard the complaints the Israelites are making about me. Tell them this as surely as i live, declares the lord i will do the very things i've heard you say you say you are grasshoppers but you're going to die like grasshoppers next verse please you will all drop dead in this wilderness because you complain against me every one of you who's 20 years old or older and was included in the registration will die you will not enter and occupy the land i swore to give you the only exceptions will be caleb son of jeffrey and joshua later god said they have a different spirit said your children will be destroyed by the giants. Okay, I will save those children to show you how I will save and they will enjoy what you have despised. As for you, you will drop dead in this wilderness and your children will be like shepherds wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. In this way, they will pay for your faithlessness until the last of you lies dead in the wilderness because your men explored the land for 40 days. You must wander in the wilderness for 40 years, a year for each day, suffering the consequences of your sins. Then you will discover what it is like to have me for an enemy. Because what they were saying is that God is not strong. God is not powerful. God cannot save. God cannot deliver. And the enemies were rejoicing. Your words, as we so close, must be that with God. All things. Are possible. Your confession must be able to. Do. Your words must always be, "I serve a living God. He makes a way where there is no way." is the one who lifts his hand and declares he lives forever. It's time for us to close this service and open the door. This is your best week ever. I said this is your best week ever. Can you go do something powerful this week? Can you call that meeting this week? can you make that phone call this week can you talk to your bank manager this week can you upgrade your cv your resume this week can you call that family meeting this week can you book that flight this week listen some of you guys you can propose this week and ladies say yes this week remember you never win until you begin and do the one your hands can do. God will do the one your hands cannot do. Let me say it again. Do the one your hands can do, and God will do the one your hands cannot do. So, Bible says He will prosper the work of your hands. Put your hands on something. Come and lift those hands to God. Hey. I just want to prophesy to some, let's just end the service today man of God, I'm going to take an offering and we're just going to explode and next Sunday, listen, think about it, each person brings one person because there's a power, the church doubles, we don't even need social media, we don't even need billboards, when there's, it's called talkability, when the church has talkability people begin to follow you why don't you let's have a problem here so the power is not for you to sit in the upper room go and bring someone every church in abuja should be a mega church there were plans in this church to build a mezzanine level and of god let's go back to that plan because the people are coming, you've got the word, you've got the grace, we've got the fire, we've got the life. Please be seated. I just pray for women believing God for children. I just pray for people who believe in God. I pray for two groups of people believing God for children so just lay hands on your wounds I'm also praying if you have mental health issues lay your hands on your head or you know someone who does you're going through depression you have suicidal thoughts I also want to pray for you and this week man of God I want to encourage us to take a fast take a fast I usually announce three categories of fast I usually announce three categories of fast Number one, you can break in the evening. So let's take five days. We kind of, I don't know, maybe three days. Let's just do three days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to start. You can break in the evening, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Two, you can just do water only. Three, do a dry fast on Wednesday. We need to come to a place where we say, if I perish, I perish. Where we pay the price. So do what I call a positional fire no 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 no, no I don't want wrong. so I, I want to pray for those I want to pray against cancer, tumors I want to pray for that woman you've got a lump in your left breast and um, I, I can see the doctors you, you went to talk to a doctor and the doctors were describing what they saw in your breast it has even confused you by the time the doctors were speaking you are not even listening You're not even listening, so that God wants to heal you. And the Lord said to tell you, there is no cancer in your body. There is no cancer in your body. There is no cancer in your body. I want to pray for those with tumors. You have lumps. God is healing lumps today. God is healing wounds today. So I want you, if you're also going through depression, God is healing your depression. God is breaking the bands of barrenness you you will not be barren you you will not be barren in the name of our lord jesus i want us to leave now but there's just something i'm just sensing i'm sensing god it's like okay why don't you just you just stretch out those hands stretch out your own hands i just sense so much god is doing stretch out those hands Oh God, let the oil of your presence drop in every hand. Now place those hands over your head and let the anointing flow. Receive your eyes back. I pray against neuropathies. You have something that doctors have called a neuropathy. He's healing right now. You have arthritis. God is healing. I pray with women for the women with feminine problems. Just pray in the spirit. You have bleeding or whatever it is. My God is restoring joy. There's such. Strong joy in this place. Pray for anyone you know that's ill. Are we gonna live here with a sense of destiny calling?
0: Rain of Your presence fall on me every day
1: that I live. With every breath I breathe, let the rain of Your presence fall on me everywhere that
0: I go God let your presence fall rain on
2: me love divine joy
1: unspeak
2: Overflow
0: beneath my soul, soul. This eye of mine is refreshed, refreshed and undressed in your presence in your presence.
2: Let the rain, let the rain of your presence fall on me.
1: Yes, Lord. Every day that I, I live,
2: with every breath I, I bring, the of of the me. Me. let the rain of, of your presence fall on me. me.
1: Just congratulate someone. Just tell them, Congratulations! Just congratulations. Something has happened here today. We will never be the same again. Oh, come and clap your hands, oh, you people. Clap your hands, oh, you people. Shout out to God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! One final prayer, ask God for something that only He can do, just shut your eyes and ask Him for something impossible. Something only He can do. Telling God, I thank you. What a day in your presence! A day of joy, unspeakable joy, full of glory. We're coming out of the upper room. The nations, I remember the nations are waiting. Before I go, I want to take the offering today. Please be seated for a few minutes. Let me say a few things. One of the attacks of the enemy against the church, as the the church, as the world has attacked the church and boxed us to a corner, one of the things it's also done is limited us in our capacity to impact the world. And so, there's been a lot of pressure on churches and financing. And in a way, God has permitted some of it because we not keep funding the opera room yes. the work is to go beyond the opera room God will not finance confusion God will not finance presumption God will not finance our excesses we thank God for a house like this that's walking in the template and the principles of God. And the mistake people make is that they bunch every house as though we're all the same. No, we're not all the same. I'm a medical doctor. We swore to something called Hippocratic Oath. That means you will not have an affair with your female patients. You. Do your best, you maintain discretion. But believe me, there are doctors who leave instruments behind. When you finish a surgery, you have to count swabs, the cutting wool pieces you use. That's what they trained us. I've been to a surgery where I said, let's count the swabs. He said, It's okay, we'll just make an estimate. I said, No, we're, we were trained where I did medicine to count. I know, I know doctors who have affairs with their patients. Does that mean medicine is a bad thing? I thank God that my my daughter is a medical doctor. We cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater. True, there's been mistakes in the pulpit, but a greater snare is what's happening in the people. Because many of us are now tending to poverty. Because the problems in the pulpit have caused us to react in such a way that we're breaking God's law again. And two wrongs don't make a right. See, the Bible says God gives seed to the sower. Now let me say this carefully. A person who does not have seed in the natural is said to be what? Impotent. Whenever we gather, we should bring something to God because He gives seed to the sower. So a man who says, I am unable to sow has not only declared He is important, he's calling God important as well. You are saying, you haven't given me any seed because you have no seed. Abraham says, whenever we gather there is a joyfulness in giving from the things He has given to us. So that today we're bringing balance back to the things of God. I was explaining Matthew 23:23 23, 23 yesterday, in NLT version, where what Jesus told the disciples is, "You hypocrites, you teachers of the law. You are careful. Matthew 23:23, 23, 23, you tithe over you know, little things here and there. Version it says you're careful to tithe even the tiniest income, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, you should. It's a good thing to do it, but honestly, Jesus was saying it's so basic, don't argue about it. Says that you need that no man to teach you. The anointing dwells in you that teaches you all things. Please put that scripture up. You need no man to teach you. It says you should tithe, but do not neglect the more important things. Please was that scripture? You need that no man to teach you. Yes. Can I see the NLT version? No NLT of that scripture. So the Bible says, oh, well, I'm just spending a few minutes to correct, because people are quite confused now. Please, I, I need to wait for that. Please read that scripture for me. So you have received the Holy Spirit. and he, Let's read it together. One, two, let's go. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and it lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what it teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you. You don't know the, the... Spirit of God will tell you what is right. What Jesus was saying is... Look at the New King James Version. They wait here. They wait here. Things your faith. So you are giving, but you have no faith. You're giving. You're living in adultery. You're stealing money and you're tithing. No one wants it. Please go back to that scripture. So today, I mean, I'm off to Lagos today and I want to download everything God has put in me. New King James Version says you ignore the weightier aspects of the law. New King James, please, the weightier aspects of the law. The weightier matters. Can you imagine that we spend all our lives debating what Jesus said is mundane? When people ask me, do I believe in tithing? I'll say, no. I believe in giving hundred <laughs> percent. me, ten percent, I'm a, everything I own belongs to God. So can you come away from this argument over mundane, low-level issues and come into the weightier matters of faith, of justice, of mercy, of touching the world. So how the enemy has caged us. And God permitted it because we were funding the upper room. It now became a transaction. I give, I get. It became materialism. People showing off. No. I have to go now. Let's take our offering. I want you to give now with revelation. Rabbi says God loves a cheerful giver. In fact, can I be honest with you that in the next season, we, you need to take a picture of your account details. And then you can give at any time. It doesn't have to be on, Yeah, I am telling some of my friends, I said, please, Can you just give me an amount every month for a year, then you don't even have to give in church. Every month just give it once and that's it. Free yourself from this. But some, he's like, ah no, he has to bless my giving every Sunday. And some people feel it has to be an envelope. They feel God can bless you when you use POS machine, but you use it to buy things for yourself. God is doing a new thing. Please tell someone that you have no more Galilean. We are out of this Galilean position. It's time to go. Let's take our offering before we go. Yeah, we are out of the Galilean zone. That limitation where the world is looking at you and say, is this not a good? Yes, let them look at you and say, but there's something powerful about you.
0: You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squaringpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari. Abuja, 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays for telephone 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.